0: And for more, we join in the line now by Mohamed Nala from NetBank Capitals. Good morning, Mohamed.
1: Good morning, Sakina.
0: Now, Mohamed, uh, this uh, ECB stress test uh, results better than expected, are they? Well,
1: that's a, it's an interesting question. I think let's first of all start off with, with where the market was positioned. So on, on Friday, a lot of expectation. I mean, we had the ECB releasing the stress test over the weekend. A lot of expectation that it was going to be worse than expected. Uh, and then what is subsequently seen is they've released results. 25 of their banks have actually failed the stress test. But if you look at the language around that, they've been pretty easy on those banks. The total shortfall is around 26 billion euros there and thereabouts. And most of it seems to be concentrated in the, kind of the same usual suspects. We've got Italy, for example, looking particularly weak. Um, but then interestingly enough, the Germany and the France, the two um, the two powerhouses, if you want to call them that, of that Eurozone, none of their banks have actually failed these stress tests. So it's actually being viewed as as quite positive by the market. Uh, Certainly with regards to Asian markets this morning, we're not seeing any adverse reaction come through. Uh, My big concern is, you know, I'm a big picture kind of guy, and I want to say if we look at this from 50,000 feet, uh, how does this actually look? And that for me is actually still a bad news story. And the reason for this is we've been four years since the last Eurozone debt crisis. Uh, This is just before the ECB official becomes the, the regulator, I guess, of every commercial bank in the Eurozone. Mm. Uh, and four years down the line, they still have this number of banks that, that don't have adequate capital, despite record stimulus and despite record low yields. So that, for me, on a big-picture basis, is still quite concerning. Uh, and I think you know the Eurozone, for me, is still remaining uh, the relative bucket shop, if you want to call it that, uh, on the global economic landscape.
0: Interesting times there, Mohammed. And then I see uh, Brazilian elections. We had that uh, in uh, while you were sleeping. Uh, Rousseff has won there, but uh, what does that mean broadly speaking?
1: So it was actually quite a tight race. Uh, Dilma Rousseff, she was obviously the, the incumbent, if you want to call it that. And, and, and you know, it's been an interesting election. Her, her one of her key competitors uh, died a few months ago in in an unfortunate plane crash. Uh, But even post that, it it was quite a close run. Now Dilma Rousseff, she's seen as very much a a socialist-orientated president. uh, And and, and, her policies have, in many respects, been blamed for the recession that Brazil finds itself in. Uh, They find themselves in a very difficult economic space. Uh, A a very narrow wind coming through here. I I certainly think the markets will take this as as negative uh, because, I guess you're going to expect more of the same. You're going to expect more social expenditure. You're going to expect bloated uh, government budgets coming through from Brazil uh, and not that much structural reform that that comes through. Let's see. I mean, she doesn't have another election to to win for uh, for a number of years. Uh, And so perhaps that should galvanize her into making the right decisions rather than convenient decisions. And I guess time will tell. For now, the markets will likely remain quite
0: skeptical. And of course, Mohammed, it is reporting season in the United States. Uh, thus far, it would seem results are quite upbeat.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some respects, there are a lot of skeptics out there, and, and they're saying you know, these markets are looking quite bubbly, uh, but we're now roughly between a third to, let's say, halfway through the current reporting season, and I must say, it's been surprisingly upbeat. We've had a number of beats coming through from, from, from a whole range of industries, so most of your banks have actually beat. We've had a couple of your industrial uh, players, they, they've been beating as well. Uh, your retailers, they've been a little bit patchier than most have expected, so a couple of misses coming through. We had Caterpillar, for example, out on, on Friday, there was a beat coming through. So in aggregate, if we were to just sum this entire thing up, how does it compare to the previous reporting season? Well, previous reporting season, roughly around 60 to 65% of companies beat earnings expectations. In the current reporting season, that number is looking a lot more like 75%. So currently very upbeat, and I guess that's really behind this rebound that we've seen come through specifically on the S&P. Uh, whether this rolls down to the South African corporate market is a big question because our fundamentals are quite different. But, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. So perhaps we get some of the positive spillover from the sentiment coming through there. Uh, But in aggregate, uh, I still think the U.S. is relatively a lot more attractive than most of the other jurisdictions internationally. Uh, But even then, the asset prices have gotten into very bubbly territory. So I think caution is always well advocated.